Well, good morning, friends. How many of you are excited to be in church this morning? Just curious. How many of you are excited for the snow we had this morning? Hey, want to take a moment, welcome those watching online. We love you guys. You guys are a part of us. Thanks for joining in. Well, hey, I just have a, a brief thing to, br- uh, to bring to you this morning, and we're going to worship some more, and hopefully you haven't squished your communion cup yet, all right? And uh, we'll do take communion. We'll have a moment of prayer. But uh, hey, I just... I just want to bring some encouragement. I I hope it's encouragement because I know anytime all of a sudden you see, don't panic, take heart 2020, um, you may feel tension in the room because you're like, oh no, is he going to get political? I'm not going to even get political. Um, I'm going to be a Christ follower up on stage. And uh, I, I really believe that this sets the tone for in two days. Just don't panic, take heart 2020. I love what Jesus says. Um, in fact, he says this in the upper room. And uh, this is the last moments of Jesus' life with the 12 disciples, the 12 guys that he chose to do life with. And he's in the upper room. And John writes this glorious story of what was transpiring up in that upper room. And so these are some of Jesus' last words that he tells his disciples, because in a few hours, he's going to go in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he's going to pray his heart out, and then he's going to get arrested, and then a few hours later, he's going to get tried, then a few hours after that, he's going to get crucified to the cross. So these are some of his last words, and they're really, really powerful. And this is what he says in John chapter 16, I have told you these things so that in me you may have what, friends? Peace. And I I feel like this is where we're at as a nation, is I, I I want all of us to have peace. We know right now our nation is very torn, a lot of turmoil in our nation. But I love what Jesus, or I don't love what Jesus says next. I don't think the disciples liked what Jesus had to say next. Because then he says, in this world, you will have trouble. And I wonder for a moment if Jesus like kind of paused there. Like let him hang on those words for a moment. But then I love what Jesus actually has to say next. And this is where we say, don't panic, take heart. He says this, but take heart, I've overcome the world. And this is where I want Jesus, followers of Jesus, for us to really land on this morning, is that we don't panic come Tuesday. That we will represent Jesus well. And I realize in our nation today, I think if there's one word I can sum up our nation and how it is right now, is I think there's a lot of this right now, tension, a lot of polarization in our nation today. Can I encourage you if you follow Jesus this morning, don't run away from the tension, step into the tension. And I know that seems like a paradox to our thinking. But what did Jesus do? He stepped into the tension where the religious people wanted to stay away from. But Jesus stepped into it. And I think we got to step into the tension. And I know sometimes it can be extremely uncomfortable for us. But friends, we need change to happen in our nation. And I don't think it will come from politics. I think it will come from followers of Jesus living on mission. Politics change policies, but Jesus changes hearts. We have a heart issue in our nation. Washington, D.C. will not solve our problems. Only Jesus Christ can and will solve our problems. And that's where our hope and trust is. I feel the tension right now in all your faces. Being fully honest, can't see you at home. There is tension in this room. A pastor's on stage talking politics. I won't get political. I promise you, I'm going to be Jesus. That's me. I'm going to give us a voter's guide. 
We're like, Pastor, I don't want you to be political. Hang in here with me. I think there's a voter's guide for followers of Jesus. So get ready. I love you all. Vote and. Vote and. Ryan, what in the world do you mean? Listen, followers of Jesus, your responsibility does not end at the ballot box. See, crickets told you tension. That's an amen right there, and you missed it. So we're going to redo it, okay? It's okay. You guys loose? You got an extra hour of sleep, right? There's coffee if you still need coffee. I preach better when you act better. I'll give someone else the mic. You try it. It's like crickets in here this morning. You weren't crickets in your worship. You guys were singing this morning, I'll tell you that. That's why I love down front. You can hear all y'all voices. But Pastor Ryan gets on stage. I love you. Vote and. Listen, your responsibility does not end at the ballot box. Yes, come on. Listen, you are followers of Jesus. We have to put our faith into action. James, the half-brother of Jesus, says, without works, your faith is dead and useless. We're not saved by our works. We are saved by the grace of Jesus Christ. But our works and our faith ought to be put into deeds. And here's the issue. With followers of Jesus, we vote and hope Washington, D.C. takes care of everything. No, we have to vote and. We have to vote and bear one another's burdens. Look at what uh, Paul writes to the church in Galatians. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. You and I are required to vote and. And here's great tension. How are we to bear one another's burdens? The Bible, God's word is very clear what we are to do with the foreigner in our land. Very clear. It says, you are to welcome the foreigner and love them as you love yourself. That's biblical. But it's also biblical to obey the laws of the land. See the tension. We're called to reach the poor, those on the outside. We're called to reach them. What does that look like? But at the same time, we're told if you don't work, you don't have food on the table. How do we live into that tension? How do we live into that tension? What I'm asking is that followers of Jesus, you vote and, and we walk into the tension. That we actually be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ in, a, in an election year and beyond an election year. We ought to be doing this all the time. We ought to vote and get, pro, get proximate to the problems we're trying to solve. Followers of Jesus, listen, there are more followers of Jesus than there are politicians in America. And, and followers of Jesus, we have the hope and the good news and of the gospel message of Jesus Christ. Don't just say, Washington, D.C., you take care of it. No, followers of Jesus, let's take care of it. Let's step into those problems. Let's step into the tension of life. But I'm, my fear is that we just vote and wish good luck, everyone, for the next four years. That was super fast. You guys came up at the right time. Now, this is how you know I'm ending. They're already up on stage. Sorry. You got to vote and. We got to get close 
to the problems that we're hoping Washington, D.C. solves and not sit back as followers of Jesus and say, good luck. Come on, we got to vote and. Be the hands and feet of Jesus. Here's what the prophet uh, Micah says about this entire situation. And what does the Lord require of you? Then he says this, to act justly. Get out there. It doesn't say just vote justly or to think justly. It says act justly. You got to go out and do stuff. You got to love mercy. You got to love helping out. You got to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. You and I, we got to vote and. Is this now making a little more sense? Come on. It is tough to be a pastor on a stage talking about this issue. I'm telling you, I'd rather talk everything else but this. How many of you are tired of this election already? How many of you can't wait till Wednesday morning? Whether your candidate wins or loses, who cares? Jesus is still on the vote on the throne, and I don't care because I will vote and pledge the allegiance to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. That's what matters. Whether my my president is who I vote for is on the throne on Washington D.C.'s throne come Tuesday night, or he's not. It doesn't matter because God is still on His throne, and that's where our hope and faith is. I just hope if you've been political for the last several months, I hope you're more loud about Jesus Christ than you are your political candidate. That's all I'm saying. I'm glad we get fired up. I'm glad that we live in a nation that we can vote the way we do. Democracy. It's a wonderful thing. I would hate to be president. 50% of this nation will hate you or strongly dislike you. And the other 50%, that's a rough life especially if you're a conscious person that feeds on affirmation like I am, um, that's rough. I just, I want to see her faith into action. I want to get close to the issues that we vote on. Listen, I'm going to say, you got to get proximate. Sanctity of life matters. Will you please go and work at the Pregnancy Helpline Center? Go out there and help them. If you're so worried about the foreigner and immigration, by golly, go adopt a kid and adopt someone who's waiting at the border then. I'm just saying, let's be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. There's tension again. I know, I went there. We gotta vote and. Let's go. Did you know if every follower of Jesus actually adopted a child, we wouldn't need the foster care system anymore. Wow, think about that. I think there's things that break the heart of Jesus and it ought to break ours and we got to vote and. Go vote and. Let's get moving, church. Let's go and make a difference and not just cast a vote. we got a greater responsibility. God's plan is for you, followers of Jesus, to make a difference in this world. You are his plan A. There is no plan B. You're it. Let's go represent Jesus well. And so we're going to sing a song together called Waymaker. And I know come Tuesday night, I'm, I, I'm nerdy. I, I like weird things. And I'll stay up all night Tuesday night just to watch what comes in. I'll watch both sides of the television. You know, this news organization here, and I'll watch this one over here. And love watching their faces as the votes come in. That's always fun see that change in some of their faces like, oh, really? Um, I want us to know that no matter what, no matter what, God's the most important thing on this earth. Listen, 
King Solomon says your life is but a vapor. It's a mist and it's gone. Let's make Jesus the most famous thing then. Let's have the greatest impact. Let's still realize that the way maker is on his throne. The miracle worker is still moving. That we can pierce the darkness with the light of Jesus Christ. That's what I want to be at, become on Tuesday and after Tuesday. That's my passion that you and I would vote and. Whether you vote blue, whether you vote red, whatever it is, I was worried about, I'm wearing blue. I'm like, oh no, are they going to think I'm voting blue? I, I had to worry about what colors I was wearing. Isn't that ridiculous? Because I know some of you want to know, where, what, what where are you voting, Ryan? Hey, to the king, king and lords of lords before everything. I'm sorry, that's where I'm at. To the king and king and lord of lords. So I want us to stand. Can you just, uh, yeah, 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 let's stand, let's stand, let's stand. Let's worship. Let's set aside the political tension and let us worship the way maker, the miracle worker, the promise keeper, the light in the darkness. Let us remember with this song who is really on the throne and who has control. And that's who we pledge our life to. It's the way maker, the miracle worker. No matter what happens Tuesday night. Go ahead and have a seat real quick. Well, not real quick. Get comfy. <laughs> Here is my whole entire heart about that vote and, vote and. In fact, Jesus in that upper room, let's go back to that story. Jesus in the upper room. He's talking with the Father. And he says this prayer in John chapter 17. He says, as you have sent me, referring to our heavenly Father, God, as you have sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. We as followers of Jesus are to be sent into the world to step into the tension. We are not to be of the world, but we are to go into the world. What I'm asking us is don't only vote, but engage in this broken world. We have that responsibility as followers of Jesus. And that's what I mean by vote and that we are engaging this world, being the hands and feet of Jesus, because friends, you know this world is living in tension and is extremely polarized. Oh, do they need hope, and we have it, and his name is Jesus. Amen? Amen. So what we're going to do in this moment is we're going to take time to just pray for our nation. We're going to take time to pray for you as well. And I have about seven little prayer points for us, and the team will play softly, but we're going to pray, we're going to sing a closing song, and have communion together. But here's just a couple points to consider as we're leading into Tuesday's night of election. Let's pray for the candidates and their families. Both sides. Especially, that's why I highlighted the families. It's hard probably to be the first Lady, it's probably hard on the kids and if they got grandkids and all that stuff. Let's, we just need to lift up whoever it is in prayer. That's what we should do. So lift them up in prayer. Number two, let's pray for election anxiety. We probably, maybe for some of us, we have it ourselves. But I would think definitely in this nation, there's an election anxiety in this entire nation right now. Pray for election anxiety. That in the name of Jesus, fear and anxiety must Submit, and that Jesus would reign over anxiety and fear leading into Tuesday. Third point, prayer point for us is pray for your own wisdom before voting. Pray, pray, for, pray for wisdom. Pray for discernment 
is you go into that ballot box and you go and vote. Here's the fourth one. Uh, Grace, if your candidate loses, can I just plead with you? Can we be Jesus even the person that we voted doesn't get it? Let's not go to social media with this stuff. Let's actually step up to the plate and say, hey, they did, but you know what? I'm still going to represent Jesus well, no matter what happens. And if, you're, if your candidate lo- does lose, no matter what, you know what we ought to be praying? Pray for that person to be, sorry, pray for that person to be surrounded by godly people. Um, I remember when President Barack Obama was in, in office, one of his latter years of his term, uh, a, a woman by, a godly woman by the name of Dr. Joanne Lyons, who used to be the head of the Wesleyan Church, was invited to meet with him and some other leaders. But how awesome was it to know that a follower of Jesus is there and has the ear of the president? That's awesome. Pray that whoever it is would be surrounded by godly people. Pray that you and I, followers of Jesus, would not lose Lucas. That's lose and focus in the same word. Lucas on God's kingdom. That we would realize come Wednesday morning there are lost people who are still desperately needing to know the hope and life of Jesus Christ. We cannot lose focus on God's kingdom. And then finally, can we just pray for our nation? We need healing. The tension to be cut, the, the strife to end. I truly believe, friends, if you follow Jesus here this morning, I truly believe healing will come because God is using you, your vote, and and we need to be a group of people that are on our knees praying over these things, showering this nation in prayer, showering one another in prayer. So the team's going to play softly, and we're just going to have a, yes, thank you, Steve. Go ahead and just dim the lights and a little mood lighting. I like mood lighting especially in a tough time watching the game that I watched yesterday. (laughs) I was decorating for Christmas. I know, I've already heard it. You're the reason why the snow came, Ryan. Okay. That snow was coming whether my Christmas tree was up or not. But as the team plays, we're just going to go to God in prayer. Just want to represent Jesus well. You know, can I, can I also say this? I need to say this. Um, we need to pray for the officials that will be at the voting centers. I had a conversation with someone this morning, um, and, and they're, they're going to have to be ones at the door that says, hey, you're not allowed to wear that hat in here. Hey, you're not allowed to wear that T-shirt. I'm sorry, you're going to have to go t- change your T-shirt before you come in here. You have to take that pin off of your jacket right now before you go vote. That's tough. I'm sure they're going to hear some things. We need to pray for them. We need to pray if our police have to, across this nation, have to guard uh, voting centers or they have to get involved. We, we should pray for our police as they support us. We ought to pray for them as they may be in the line of some nasty stuff as well. Let's pray for them. Let's pray for people who just go out and just vote and that there would just be safety in our nation. So let's take some time. We're going to leave those bullet points up there for us. 
as we pray, but let's take some time in this service right now to slow everything and let's lift up our nation in prayer. Heavenly Father, we just humbly come to you. We thank you that no matter how many times we mess up, you're showering us with grace and mercy and love. And we humbly come before you asking in this awesome nation that we live in with the freedom of coming to a building on Sunday morning and worshiping you freely. That we're on our knees this morning with arms lifted and just praying for your healing. We're a divided, broken nation. God, I think even your body, Christ followers on, in America, even I think with us, I think there's some division. God, would you just come and heal us? Would you come and heal this land? And God, if, it, if it's us, we got to go vote and, and actually be the hands and feet of Jesus. Would you help us to do that? Would you give us the courage to step into the issues that we got to step into to represent you well? Give us that extra boost of encouragement that we may need this week. God, would help us to represent you extremely well this week. Give us that extra boost of you when it comes to Tuesday, when we go into the, the ballot boxes. God, help us to represent you. Help us to even love the other person that may vote a different way. Help us to shine our light for you. Help us to respond and act like you. Help us just to shower whoever gets voted Tuesday night. Let us shower that person with prayer. God, I do pray that right now that you would begin to put godly people in their lives right now that can speak truth, can speak love. God, just use us. Heal this land. God, you're the hope. You're the answer for everything. And we have a heart issue, and we know, God, you're in the business of changing lives and changing hearts. May you redeem and may you restore everything that is broken. And Father, beyond Tuesday night, give us a passion and a refocus on your kingdom and your kingdom alone. That there are people who are still dying come Wednesday. That the government can't do anything. But God, their eternity matters. Their life, their soul matters. And we have the greatest news and the greatest gospel. And it's Jesus Christ came to save the world from sins so we can be restored and be in relationship with you. May we live into that. May we proclaim that in the most graceful, loving way to a world that is hurting and broken broken. God, give us confidence to be who we are in relationship with you.
to know our identity in you, Jesus. Give us your eyes to see the world the way you see it. It's broken and hurting. Give us the hands and feet of you, Jesus, to walk into tension and respond like you. Father, will you protect this nation? Will you protect our police? God, I'm going to ask if you could give them a little special blessing come Tuesday. God, may we be unified above everything. And that unity is complete surrender and complete devotion to you, Jesus. Because Jesus, you're the one that paid it all on the cross for us. Was beaten. Your body broken. Blood shed. As they whipped you, Jesus. As they beat you. As they drove those nails into your hands and into your ankles. For us. Father, we thank you for that price. We thank you for that sacrifice. May we represent you well this week. And we pray this in the matchless, beautiful, life-changing name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Family, will you stand? Because we're going to close in a song and take communion here shortly. But let's praise the name of Jesus Christ, our only hope.